0: Curious about the latest in the world of freight and how it impacts you and your business? Dive into our exclusive release of the U.S. Bank Freight Payment Index. Gain deep insights from the billions of transactions they handle each quarter. Visit usbank.com forward slash freight hyphen index to explore the release and sign up for quarterly updates. For a dynamic take on this information and to learn what's happening now in the business world, stay in the loop by subscribing to Supply Chain Now on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Business Buzz here on Supply Chain Now. This is Scott Luton, your host. And today I'm going to be sharing a variety of business observations and interesting news stories from across the business world. So welcome to the Business Buzz for July 17th, 2023. Let's dive on in. So item number one today, a quick update on the UPS and Teamsters ongoing negotiations. As of Saturday, July 15th, both sides have still remained in a stalemate. With the Teamsters having rejected the latest labor contract from UPS a week or so ago, the main hangup still appears to be wages paid for part-time workers, and the gap between the two sides is pretty wide. Supposedly, 5 to 6 dollars an hour separate where UPS wants to be versus the Teamsters and what they demand. The current labor agreement is set to expire at midnight on July 31st. Which impacts some 340,000 UPS workers that are members of the Teamsters labor union. Both sides are preparing for a possible strike. It's been reported that UPS plans to begin training non union employees on how to deliver packages. At the same time, Teamsters have been conducting practice picketing, try to say that three times fast, in states such as South Carolina, Missouri, in Wisconsin. Reuters has reported that even a 10-day strike would have an economic impact of more than $7 billion. FedEx and the U.S. Postal Service have both been communicating their services and capacity to potential customers if a strike indeed does take place. With item number two today, let's look at global trade markets. The Wall Street Journal reports that U.S. imports of goods were 5.5% lower in the first five months of 2023 than they were in 2022. In fact, Chinese exports declined at their steepest annual pace in June since February 2020. Exports have also dropped for Taiwan, Vietnam, and South Korea as a continued softening in global trade has been occurring due to customers continuing to shift their purchases from goods to services, amongst other factors. For item number three, eyes around the world are on Russia as the Black Sea Grain Initiative is set to expire in a couple of days. The initiative is an agreement that has allowed Ukraine to safely export millions of tons of grain since July 2022. It is set to expire July 18th. And global leaders are worried as to whether Russia is going to agree to extend the initiative. For item number four, I'm going to channel my inner Greg White. Now, you know, Greg, who has co-hosted tons of content with me on Supply Chain Now for quite some time. He's a supply chain leader and practitioner with years of experience. We rarely state anything more than 20. So we don't date ourselves Now, Greg has taken a sabbatical from composing and sharing his very popular supply chain commentaries on LinkedIn, but he'll be be back soon. So today, I thought I'd break one of Greg's commentaries, break it out from the past, as about five months ago, as Amazon at the time was cited for safety violations at three of its warehouses, while the company at the same time was making big commitments to reduce workplace injuries, Greg White offered his take, and I quote, dark, dirty, dangerous, and dull. The conditions in a warehouse are tough on human bodies, no matter what company. Safety must be number one on the minds of management to assure the health of workers, for the good of the workers, and for the good of the company. Amazon and other warehouse-intensive companies recognize this. Altruism is noble honorable, and commendable, but it is not what drives corporations. Never has been, never will be. For any company, safety is a matter of economics. Is it more economical to assure the safety of humans who perform tasks for which the human body was not best designed? A human body that is vulnerable? A human body that more and more is not in good shape to begin with? Or, Is it better to augment or automate with robotics to assist or replace humans in these repetitive roles and precarious positions? Could companies understand the frailties of the humans they hire in advance? Assign them tasks that do not put their frailties at risk of injury? Could companies develop physical training programs to strengthen and balance the bodies of those that must perform certain physical roles? Should labor workers be treated more like athletes who are specifically strengthened to condition them against potential injuries? All of those things are possible, and they are a matter of constant attention for large operations. Amazon has committed to many of these things in their goal of reducing injuries by 50% by 2025, and their budget of $300 million reinforces that commitment and and helps them to do so. It is of course, for the safety of the workers, because the safety of the workers is in the best interest of the corporation. I'm a firm believer that enlightened self-interest is the greatest motivator in business, and we should all be thankful for it. Enlightenment is not what drives the great majority of human activity. Incentive is. If you're honest with yourself, you know that's true, and that's okay. Enlightened self-interest drives us to understand what's in it for us to do the right thing, what we can gain, or more often, what we stand to lose by not doing right. When we recognize what we stand to lose, we are forced by our own self-interest to do good. In Amazon's case, economics and brand equity are at stake so they'll do the right thing for them and for their people. I don't care why you do good. I only care that you do good. And end quote. Well said, Greg White, as always. And finally, today on The Business Buzz, I'm going to offer up some good news. So if you've been part of our global community for a little while, you may know that Amanda Luton and Catherine Hentz Well, they love a good podcast, especially those that aren't about global supply chains. So I've invited both Amanda and Catherine to share a few podcast recommendations with you here today as we wrap up the business buzz. Hey, we all need a break to be able to enjoy the opportunity to unwind and let our brains think about things other than supply chain management every once in a while. Right. So let's see what they recommend here today
2: this is Amanda and I've got two podcasts that I'd like to recommend today. Um, The first one is from NPR and it's called Up First. It's a daily news podcast that gives you the top global stories um, in about 10 minutes. Uh, The reason I like it is because you can listen to it while you're getting ready or you're having your first cup of coffee and I always feel like I've got kind of a good grasp of what's going on just with those high-level, the high-level information in 10-15 minutes. Um, I listen to that one just about every morning. And then the second podcast that I'd like to recommend um, is called The Retrievals, and I just started listening to it, but I can already tell it's going to be absolutely riveting. Um, It's produced uh, in collaboration with New York Times and Serial, and Serial was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to way back several years ago. Um, But The Retrievals is a five-part narrative series about women at a Yale fertility clinic Who were given a saline solution instead of fentanyl for their pain during fertility procedures? It is an absolutely horrific story. And these brave women come on and tell their stories. And that, you know, what actually happens is terrifying enough, but it also speaks to the way women are heard and believed in healthcare settings. So I'm only about, uh, I've just started the second episode. So I finished the first one, just started the second one, but I tell you, I was hooked within the first 15 minutes. It was just jaw dropping what some of these women went through. Um, so I'm excited to listen to that and hope that maybe you will too.
0: Hi, my name is Catherine and my two podcast recommendations are The Daily by the New York Times and Normal Gossip with Kelsey McKenney. The Daily is a great daily podcast where you can tune in and listen to breaking news stories written by excellent journalists. Normal Gossip is my guilty pleasure podcast. It's the best podcast to listen to if you want to feel like you're just sitting around the table with your friends, swapping stories about that crazy thing that happened at the HOA meeting or the person in your neighborhood that's a little eccentric. It is so funny, so clever, and I couldn't recommend it more.
1: All right. Big thanks, to Amanda and Catherine, for sharing their recommendations. I'm going to check those out. Big thanks to Greg White being here. Whether he knew it or not, love his commentary. And, hey, big thanks to all of y'all for tuning in to all of our programming and content uh, at Supply Chain Now. We sure are thankful for our global Supply Chain Now family. Hey, so that does it for this week's edition of the Business Buzz. This is Scott Luton, and on behalf of our entire team here at Supply Chain Now, we wish you a wonderful week ahead. Hey, do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time